Are you guys ready? Yes, sir. Right. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Blue Corner Podcast. As always, here with me today is my man, Mark. I'm your boy, Jake. What and up? we got a special, special guest with us today. My little brother. It's not so little. Uh, my younger brother, Logan. What's up, dude? Yes, sir. What's good, man? How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Thank you for coming in. Mark. Mark blowing the clouds, fat clouds. Hey, dude, I got everybody on the Stizzy now. Hey, the Stizzy's the way to go, bro. Yeah, Corbin just went and bought one. <laughs> he was like, hey, what's that thing called? And then I said, hey, I got, he's like, and then he's like, 10 minutes later, sends me a fucking picture. He's got the fucking battery. Did he get the one-to-one? Uh, he, 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 he was going to get the one-to-one. He couldn't find it, but he was just like, I got the battery. I was just like, dude, you just said 10 minutes ago, like, you know, ask me what it was. Wild. It's, Sacramento. It's, it's good, man. Oh, yeah, Sacramento. They're place. everywhere, yeah. Bro, they actually have a Stizzy store in Davis. Oh, really? Like, straight up Stizzy. Really? Yeah. I didn't yeah, know they that. got a couple of them. There's one in, like, Oakland, too. I've never been. Yeah. But I hear it's, I hear it's nice. Yeah. But, uh, dude. Let's do it. So, uh, getting to the MMA world, we got some crazy shit that just came out yesterday. It's kind of, like, unofficial news, kind of semi-official. I mean, it came from Ariel Hawani, so it doesn't get much more official than that, but... And he said he got it from a manager, The manager of the Nick himself. I mean, Nick Diaz, the oldest Diaz brother, is apparently supposed to be making a return to MMA and UFC in the beginning of 2021, a couple months away. Uh, man, I was happy to see it. Uh, it looks like he's in good shape. Um, I mean, we've been seeing, s- seeing him partying and all this shit for a long time, it's like, you know... It's disappointing. Yeah, it's like, man, like he could be fighting, but hey, hey, he's back at it. Yeah, I mean, we've kind of been speculating since his recent post. You know, he's been looking a lot like he's been more in shape. And he's looking like he's not fucking off like we just talked about. And, mm-hmm. you know, he's been hanging out with Nate a lot more. And it's, now it's kind of pretty much official. It kind of confirms what we've been speculating that he is trying to make this jump back into the octagon, and I'm fucking excited. You know, he's what was it? he said he's been paying attention to all the big welterweight fights at 170. Yeah, I what? How many weeks was it for for the? Uh, oh, 14. for the that he was training. Yeah, it was like 14 to 16 weeks. I heard that he did like a whole like detox, weight cut, and just been going through a nice like strict training regimen. But it's crazy to see because, uh, like, over the past, like, year or two, you see all these TMZ interviews. They'll catch him coming outside the bars. And, it, like, even in that recent Ariel Hawani interview, he's, like, slurring his words and everything. And it's mm-hmm. just like, man, that doesn't look good. And, like, obviously people that can tell, like, his mannerisms, watch old interviews, they're like, oh, like, he's definitely drunk. But to, like, normal people, they're like, dude, he's got CTE. I remember, uh, what's that one guy's name? Uh, Luke. The guy that does... Luke Thomas? Luke, Luke, Thomas. Luke Thomas, yeah. He came out with a video that went pretty viral that was like, oh, does Nick Diaz suffer from CTE? And he's speculating all this stuff right after that Ariel Hawani interview. And it's definitely cool to see him back in shape doing all this shit. It's, it's looking crazy. Good, yeah, right? It's looking great. Like For- I was explaining to Chandler, I was like, dude, this guy was like on the cusp of like the top contention. Like he was, he like he was supposed to be fighting GSP, right? He fought GSP. He's fought GSP. You know, he was supposed yeah. to fight. Was it supposed to be Anderson Silva? Was supposed to be the big fight? No, he he, he fought him too. Okay, so who was the big fight that he was supposed to have right before, and then he got kept getting pulled from? Uh, that that was the uh, GSP fight. It was the GSP rematch. That can right? never. No, not the rematch. Just the, the first one. The first yeah. one. Okay. That fight fell fought, out. Uh, he fought BJ Penn. He ended up fighting BJ Penn because he didn't show up to that uh, press conference. That's right. That's right. And then I think Nick fought Nick fought uh, Condit too yeah. because of that. 
that's the crazy thing. I think one of the last times we recorded, we were talking about that. Like, he lost a title fight, but was promised a title fight. So he, so he lost, and then he got, he still got the shot. Like, this shit's way different than it is now. It's crazy. I mean, it, yeah, it's weird. That shit won't fly nowadays. I feel nah, like. No, no, no. There'd be there's so many top dogs that are hungry for the belt that would be like, now if you don't win. You're not getting a rematch. Like, know, pe- like, people were bitching a, at, about uh, Dominic Cruz, you know, losing a title fight and then so taking years four back. years off and then coming out, coming back to a title shot. I was like, I wasn't too uh, mad at it, you know what I mean? Yeah, I felt like maybe Aljamain Sterling could could should have gotten that shot. And I feel like maybe for a comeback fight, because at the time, Garbrandt didn't really have anything to do. So I felt like maybe the best move would be those two have a fight so they could have their rematch because that first fight kind of went... Garbrandt's way pretty pretty handedly, you know. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So I was yeah. kind of like, if I wanted to see Cruz come back, it'd be to fight Garbrandt again because Garbrandt wasn't looking so hot uh, ever since that fight. No, yeah. no that that would that would have definitely been that something been a fight to see. To make. Yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Because yeah. yeah, considering how Garbrandt's looked after that, it's like I wonder how he would look now against you know Dominic Cruz. Yeah, yeah. But real quick, uh, before we get back into the Diaz brothers, kind of stay on the topic, Logan. You trained, you were training before all the COVID shit came around at mm-hmm. Richard Perez's. Yes. Yes, that's so correct. You were doing that for how long? How long were you there before all this stuff? Came? Like see. six months? I'd say, yeah, about five, five, six months I was training at, down at the Richard Perez Boxing Gym in Manteca, California. And how you liking Shout that? Shout out. It's, <laughs> yeah, for real. Shout out to Coach Richard, man. It's, it's crazy. I honestly love it. All the people there are super cool. You wouldn't really expect that, you know, if you're an outsider looking into, like, the DS camp and everything, you're like, man, these are a bunch of hard asses, but everyone there is super cool. I remember my first time I walked in there, I seen Coach Richard, I was like, oh, my God, like, this dude, you know, seeing them all at all the fights, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, dude, what the hell am I getting myself into right now? And literally, he, I was just sitting down watching, and he, he approached me, and that's one thing I've noticed, too, anyone who comes into his gym, he approaches them, he doesn't treat it like big time or anything. He's the most humble dude ever. He's a great coach. He he pro, he focuses on the little things, you know what I mean? Like, he'll the, be like, hey, you know, like, if you wanted to go to the gym, if you were, he would ask you, like, what do you want to train for? If you want to train for fitness, you want to train for, like, boxing, you want to fight, he'll be like, hey, like, if you just want to train for fitness, he'll teach you how to throw the punches, he'll get you good, you know? People that want to do self-defense, he'll teach you, you know, certain stuff, but if you're going to be there for training, he'll be on you like that. Like, he'll be like, no, put your feet there, put your feet there, and... Even in the short time that I've been there, he's just taught me so much just about life in general, too, because he has the craziest stories. Because even before he trained uh, Nick and Nate, he fought Rodney Jones, a really good boxer out of Stockton. Yeah. And oh, it's, wow. Yeah, he, he's got the posters and everything. But, yeah, it's crazy to see all of his knowledge and all the stuff that he knows about boxing. It's just insane. Now, yeah. now we obviously grew up, because, like I said, you're my younger brother, so we grew up together pretty close. We didn't grow up watching boxing. We weren't big mm-hmm. on boxing. We were, you know, our, our grandfather, you know, Papa taught us, like, martial arts and Kenpo Karate. Yeah. And, you know, we grew up with, like, a martial arts and then, you know, and you know wrestling, too, but we're not going to talk about WWE right now. Yeah. And then, you know, we had, like, 2006, 2007-ish, you know, I, I remember the first fight I've ever seen was, like, uh, Tito Ortiz, Ken Shamrock, too. Yeah. And ever since then, we've kind of been big on MMA, but you strictly told me in our conversations that you don't... You don't want to transfer an MMA. You want to strictly stay to boxing, right? Yeah. Now, what what is that? What what was it about boxing that spoke to you and that made you want to just train in boxing? Because when we weren't really, you know, we weren't big boxing fans growing up. Yeah. But, you know, it's just what what was it? 
I'm into a lot of YouTube, as you know. Yes. So it, it sounds weird that I want to get into boxing because of this, but what really kicked me into it was well, there's two two fights in two situations. I watched the uh, the KSI Logan Paul fight. Yeah. I saw the like videos of them training. I was like, man, that looks so sick. And then also, I went to a buddy's house, one of my coworkers, and we watched the Errol Spence versus uh, Sean Porter fight. Okay. And I don't know why, but for some reason, it just clicked. I was like, you know what? Because obviously, I've always wanted to train and do this stuff, but we haven't really had the means. And, you know, I was going to, through school, high school, all that. And uh, I was just like, you know what? L- let, me, let me try this, you know? So I got the heavy bag. I was kind of doing my own thing for a couple months. And then I was kind of getting stagnant. I was recording videos of myself, and I was like, man, I, it don't look that good, you know? So I was like, you know what? I, I want to train. I want to go to a gym. And I, I'm, I'm one of those people that if I'm going to do something, that I'm going to go as hard as I can into it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, I'm not just going to bullshit or half-ass anything. So I was like, you know what? Let me just go to the best gym I can find around here. And so I was like, okay, I could go to either the Nick Diaz Academy, which was my first choice. But then I started doing some research into the Richard Press Boxing Gym. And, uh, yeah, I just started, I was like, man, well, if I'm going to do just boxing, then I might as well just go to a just boxing gym and be around just boxers instead of, like, all these MMA guys, which there's nothing wrong with the MMA guys, you know. They all come to the gym yeah. anyways. But it's like, yeah, if I want to do this, I'm going to definitely go, go full, uh, full-hearted. Now, you mentioned the Nick Diaz Academy. That's, mm-hmm. They have boxing classes there, too, but they're strictly, they're, I mean, they're predominantly in uh, a BJJ. Yeah. Yeah, they're more of like okay. MMA. So basically, all the guys from the academy, like Chris Avila, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz, all the pros, they will come to our gym for their boxing. So because Coach Richard will coach them there. Okay. Yeah. Okay, but they won't do their boxing at the academy. That's more for like beginners and stuff. Yeah. Or- yeah, I mean, uh, it just depends, really. I think it's more of a timing type of thing. Like, if it's late at night, I know that Coach Richard will go over there. Like, he'll come train them, or they'll go over there. I just kind of think it's just like. Whatever is right at the time, you know. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Now, uh, like one more question about uh, you know Coach Richards. Yeah. What was like? What's like the biggest thing when it comes to boxing mm-hmm. that you like the most important thing or like the one thing that's really like you've learned from that's really stuck with you that you didn't expect you know coming into it. Are you talking like as far as technique? Anything or when it comes. Like, to what's something you didn't like? The one thing that you really didn't expect, like when you came into it, that you like this really stuck with you. Man, it's just honestly the amount of hard work and dedication that you need to put forth and able to just do it. Like before workouts, your nutrition, uh, trying to oh definitely uptake with your body. You need so much stamina. There's such a high difference between being cardio cardio ready and then physically ready in a boxing sense you you have to have so much endurance in your uh, shoulders like your whole upper body basically in your lower body too that's another thing is i'd be getting i'd be so fatigued in my legs and i'd just be like why can't i even walk right now you know like just sparring and i'm just like after one round my legs just feel like jelly like i'm stuck in the mud almost i'm just like man the amount of conditioning that you have to do for your body is definitely something that i don't think a lot of people understand and as you train, you see these guys that are going 100% for 12 rounds, and you're just like, holy shit, that mm-hmm. dude's in shape. Even three rounds, you go boxing for three rounds, you're just like, that's tiring, you know? Okay. Yeah. And also, it's like you're you're around you're around guys that are successful, you know? You, yeah. you, so it's like, like you're confident that they're going to be able to teach you every step of the way. So, like, right, exactly. you know, because it's all age groups, you know? Yeah, the, it is. Yeah. So, all age groups. Skill all- levels as well. 
Yeah, definitely. Being able to see professionals and how they carry themselves and how they can get after it, you know, mm -hmm. and being able to take some lessons from them as well. You know, you can talk. That's another thing I like, too, is you can literally talk to anybody. It's like one big family. It's not really like it's an individualized sport. But when you're in the gym, you're all a team. You know, you can pick up so much from anybody. That's another thing that I like in life. I've found that you can there's people that are going to give you advice and you're going to kind of know in the back of your head like, hey, this isn't really good advice. This might not work for me. But I honestly feel like no matter who's giving you advice, there's usually always one solid thing that you can pull from that advice and you can definitely use it down the road. I mean, because you've told me you've you've been. I mean, you're obviously you're still kind of pretty much a beginner. You've been yeah. doing it for like six months or so, and you, yeah. but you've told me you've got to work with some dudes who've had like been doing it for like twenty something years, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. long That's crazy. Like journeyman. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my main uh, sparring partners. His name's Guy. Uh, yeah, I know it's a funny name, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, he he's from Vegas and he used to be like a Vegas cop. But yeah, he grew up in the Mayweather boxing gym. And he said that he used to work with uh, the coach, uh, not Roger, not Floyd Sr., but uh, I forget what his name is. Um, what is his name? I'm not sure, but uh, the Mayweather coach, uh, who coached KSI, basically. He's like kind of, not mm. necessarily the, their B coach, mm -hmm. but he's, um, man, what is his name? I don't know. I'll, I'll figure it out, but yeah, he he's trained with him and he's sparred along. He's seen Floyd in the gym ever since he he told me that he basically watched Floyd grow up and like seen how crazy he works. Cause that dude, the richest dude out there, but he's told me that that dude works and trains like he's poor, like he works for everything. He's the yeah. hardest working guy. You, yeah, you you uh you always hear stories of Mayweather. You know, mm -hmm. you see him you, when he used to. When uh, 24-7 first came out, you uh -huh. know, when they follow them on Showtime yeah. or whatever. Love those. It was just like, that's that's what made me, like, fall in love with boxing. I love that more than anything. Mm -hmm. It was like the, it was the whole thing of, like, waking up on Saturday morning, you know there's a big fight, and then you get to watch Floyd, they'll, you know, because they'll play them all, and you get to see what Floyd, Floyd's up at 2 a.m., you know, just going to put in 12 miles like it's nothing. Yeah. It's just... And like Logan said, you know, he's got all this fucking money. You know, they always talk about, uh, that's why, like, you know, the sons of famous boxers, you know, they wake up in satin sheets, whatever, blah, blah, yeah. blah. But one, Floyd was on that level for so many years, you know what I mean? And still never turned down, you know, you know, pretty big fights. Yeah. He, he always, you know, he always stepped, stepped up, trained and showed up, gave a hundred percent, hundred percent, I'd say. That's crazy, man. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, because, like, now that you've been, you know, boxing for the past, I mean, it's been about a year since you've really been into it. I mean, yeah. minus all this COVID shit, you know, before that, yeah. post-COVID, or pre-COVID, I should say. Uh -huh. But about six months, is almost about a year now. So, I mean, I've been trying to pay more attention. Obviously, sporting events have been at a minimum. But yeah. I've been trying to pay more attention to, to be more supportive as a big brother. So I'm, I'm proud of you, dude. And uh, keep up the hard work because you're killing okay. it out there, bro. Yeah. Thank but you. I appreciate slaying it. Slaying it. Yeah. The guy's name is Jeff Mayweather, by the way. Jeff. That's, Jeff. that's Jeff. the brother. That's okay. the guy that... Uh, that my sparring partner used to grow up with and train with. So it's another brother. Yeah, I think he's. Uh, he's I think he's uh, Floyd's uncle, I believe. But he's, okay. I don't think he really had as decorated of a boxing career. As, gotcha. Because like Roger. Roger was like a champion, and yeah. Floyd Senior wasn't necessarily the best. But I'm pretty sure he had a pretty good name for himself. I think he was like a journeyman fighter. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Didn't did Roger Mayweather just pass away? Yeah, he, he uh, did. Huh? That, that, yeah, that was about to say because uh, Floyd's definitely had a rough. Uh, 2020 because uh, yeah. Roger just passed away who was like his main trainer before like when his dad was in jail he kind of just basically took the fatherhood role and then also like the mother of all of his children passed away too and that 
both happening yeah. within like a week. So I was expecting to see him. Like I was like, oh man, like this can't be the downfall of Floyd Mayweather. But he he said that the death inspired him to train other younger fighters. And you've been seeing all these videos come out of him holding pads for people in the gym, like Devin Haney. And he's mm -hmm. just working with all these younger fighters. And he said that, that the death of his uncle has like re-inspired him. He's like, you know what? My dad and my uncle have been great trainers. I think I want to be a great trainer too. So he's definitely back in the gym working with all the younger fighters. That's Man, awesome. That'd be crazy to start seeing Floyd corner <laughs> fighters. <laughs> Fuck. Damn. Especially Fuck. Uh, Devin Haney because that's who they're comparing. They compare Devin Haney. They're like, yeah, dude, this guy, this guy is basically the next Floyd Mayweather. You know, he's from uh, Devin Haney's from the Bay Area, but yeah, he's amateur boxing. He was a legend. He's beaten Ryan Garcia, uh, I think, a few times. He's won all the amateur awards, and he's currently, he's like 20 or 21 years old, and he's already like 24 and 0 in, in professionals. Yeah. That's crazy. At that age, I mean, you know, that's great. Yeah. yeah. He started He started fighting, he started taking the, all those like uh, Tijuana fights. He was fighting people oh, in Mexico, okay, okay. and he started at like age 17. Because I think he had. Yeah, I wasn't say. I was gonna say do. he must have started at sixteen. Yeah, yeah. that's what I was. That's what I was gonna say. But yeah. but yeah, you go down to fucking TJ, like you know, buddy I know. Um, Gio Gonzalez just fought down there this mm -hmm. you know this weekend. They they pump out fights. You yeah. know, if you want to fight, go there. You know, yeah. That's, yeah, that's, where, that's where that's where a lot of fighters will build up their uh, their record. Their, that's where they build up their record. It's it's kind of got a bad rap because it's like you'll see these guys and they'll have all these crazy records and then people will be like, well, he fought like twenty nobodies. But it's mm -hmm. like, hey, if you want to build up your record and get some good experience, I mean, why not? And especially since, in like Devin Haney's case, you got to be like 18 to get a pro license here in the States. So it's like, yeah, if you want to get an early start, why go not? Down to, yeah, go down there and build up your record. Why not? There's nothing wrong with a 17-year-old going down to Mexico and beating up a bunch of grown-ass men, you know what I'm saying? How does that work? Because didn't, um, didn't uh, Gabriel Flores get signed before he was like 18 by top rank? Yeah, I think he. I think he got. Uh, I think he got signed at sixteen, but yeah. I think it, it might be just like uh, how college scholarships work. Like you, uh, you kind of get like uh, a, like a verbal like, commitment type. Yeah, shit. it's like a commitment type of thing. So I think he was just signed to them. They basically had like the rights or whatever to him. So they're like, when you are pro or whatever, you're gonna be with us type of thing. I wonder. I wonder if they were able to like. I wonder if they were able to like advertise for him. You know, like if they. Yeah. Put him up on Instagram or whatever the hell back Give then. Him some sort of fucking. Because I think the kid's like nineteen now, nineteen yeah, or like, twenty. Yeah, he's like nineteen or twenty, and he he just fought. Yeah, he just he just had a fight. He just uh, he just won by decision, I believe. He just had a pretty good fight, yeah. and he's also one of my dreams too. He's fought and main evented a top rank card at Stockton Arena. Yeah. yeah, that would be the. I feel like the craziest thing for me. Would to be to main event at Stockton Arena, bro. Because growing up there, you go to all like all these events there, and it's kind of like the only big thing around here. And it's like you think about it, all the greats from around here have have fought there. You got Gabe Flores, Nick Diaz, Nate Diaz. All these guys have fought there, and I'm just like, man, that would be the craziest thing to just That'd be some come shit. out there, come out to. I'm coming home by Diddy. Oh, oh shit! That would be yeah. the cold, that would be the coldest thing uh, ever, bro. and there would be no way that I would even lose that fight if I if it was to happen. There's there's just no way that I could I could falter in front of all everyone. That'd be crazy, me. dude. That'd yeah. be wild, bro. We bring the fucking house down. Oh shit! Yeah, you literally just did. I literally I just fucked shit. But when 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 Gabe when because Gabe fought there what last summer or something like that, mm -hmm. and man, when he got that fucking knockout, that was that was just that was beautiful. Crazy. 
on national television too. Yeah, one of my uh, one of my buddies actually that I met at uh, Delta College. His name's Dennis. Shout out my boy Denaro Den. You know, yeah. Shout him out on Let's SoundCloud. Go. But he actually uh, he's homies with Gabe Flores, and he actually uh, you know how how like Mayweather will have Lil Wayne sing him out to the to the ring. Uh-huh. My boy Dennis uh, sang out Gabe Flores to the ring, and they're like, oh, hella close, oh really? Hella tight. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's, that's yeah. awesome. We'll get Dex out there for Logan. Yeah. <laughs> I know Dex just dropped an album. I know. Fucking hey guys! I mean, we got some other. I mean, sticking with the two hundred nine trend. Fucking, I know. <laughs> the beginning Fuck yeah. of twenty twenty one, we got another big fight we could talk about now. It's just speculation, nothing official again. But we got the BMF round two. Yeah, it looks like the fight's been presented to both Masvidal and Nate. Um, but the again, it's like you don't hear from Nate. That Nate's not going to say anything. I feel like mm-hmm. that's how. That's kind of. That's just how his camp rolls. He's not going to. I don't even before if you think about it in the last two fights that came out it's like Nate didn't post anything yeah. like he, he like he I think he like tries to like give off the impression like I don't need you guys need me you know mm-hmm. which I mean it's true though yeah you know what I mean but, but yeah it is but he does you know he's like it's kind of like how how McGregor says like he's like I want you I want you to beg mm-hmm. you know because mm-hmm. so before all of his fights uh have been announced it's like you heard, you heard nothing before no, no rumors. Not Nate. Yeah, yeah. It's always from the other side. Yeah. It's always from the other side. And uh, I am, re- you know, it's always these, you know, UFC, these ESPN reporters like Ariel and fucking Brett. And, mm-hmm. Well, it's all- like, well, it's like with with Ariel, it's like Ariel's cool with Masvidal, he's cool with Nate, but obviously Masvidal's the one telling him because yeah. Dana's not. Sean Shelby's not. It's coming straight from. That's how all the leaks and all that shit comes out. Really, it's it's, it, guys it's the camps. It's the managers. Yeah. It's yeah. It's 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 if Logan's in the gym and happens to see Nate and then he hears him talking about like yeah they just offered they you know Nate just off they offered me this fight whatever and Logan's like oh fuck and goes tell some people and then yeah actually I saw from the reports that I saw it was that Dana White was the one who I guess said to release to TMZ that they were aiming for that fight in in uh, early 2021 oh yeah yeah Dana, you're Dana right Dana White you're right. Via, uh, via TMZ was like yeah we're looking for that BMF part 2 and I'm honestly really excited to see it because I've rewatched that fight and as I remember in lifetime I was just like man like Nate's Nate's getting Nate's getting busted up right now. He was getting he was getting beat up, but as I rewatch it and I kind of pay attention cuz in in like interview since he's like man I felt him slowing down, you know. I really think that things were starting to kick my way and about midway through that third round you can kind of tell Masvidal was slowing down a little bit. They were in the clinches, and they, he wasn't throwing as many punches. He was on top, but he was just kind of laying there, not doing nothing. And there's that clip of Nate slapping him up. He's like, "What's up?" You know. Mm-hmm. And then uh, after the round two, yeah, see, uh, as Masvidal's walking to his corner, he's got his hands above his head, and he's kind of like, yep. and he's breathing heavily. And I mean, everybody knows fourth and fifth rounds; those are Nate's rounds. You know, you watch the McGregor two fight. That's when he just started. He got knocked down like three times within the first two rounds against McGregor, and then mm-hmm. ever since. Like halfway through that second round, I say with nah, with like a minute left, that's when he started pouring it on, and that's when I think he took over the fight. You know, I think Nate got robbed in that second McGregor fight, as oh, does yeah. everybody oh, else. Yeah. But uh, oh yeah, yeah, like, you I can't give a fight think... to a man who runs away. That's my fucking firm statement, and that's how I'm gonna stick to it. Exactly, and yeah, and there's also stories that you know Nate was hurt before that fight. He couldn't run to about like a month out. You're so, saying you're saying McGregor too or Masvidal too? Because I've heard the same yeah yeah, yeah. I've heard Ma- the same yeah. for both. Yeah, for the Masvidal fight. Uh, 
yeah, I heard that he got he messed up his knee. He was just messing around and uh, like wrestling around, and then yeah, I think he tweaked his knee like four weeks out from the Masvidal fight. Mm. And then also that cut that he got, I guess, opened up too, and uh, I guess he was sparring, and that uh, cut above his eye from the Pettis fight. Because he literally, mm. if you think about it, this dude Three went months. from not... Yeah, he literally... So it's like, he had like a couple weeks to himself, and then he's like, all right, back in training camp mode for the biggest fight of my life. And he had just gotten that cut, the same cut from the Pettis fight. Mm-hmm. And then he was sparring after that, and I guess it reopened. And so, yeah, that that uh, I hope that he... I've never heard anything, but I hope he got that plastic surgery where he shaved down all that scar tissue in his eyes, because that could definitely be a problem if they fought again. Oh, yeah. I mean, Masvidal is one hell of a striker. He's dynamic as fuck. He's got hell like just a diverse like weaponry that he can just bring to the fucking octagon. And, I mean, we've seen it with that fucking crazy ass flying knee. We've seen it against Nate. I mean, we've yeah, seen it no, lots. He's, yeah, he's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> his body kicks are underrated. I think he was he was kicking with the vengeance. He was like like to, like how Tony Ferguson kicks steel pipes. That's how he kicks people's bodies. Like full force, just crazy. Yeah, I mean. So we can you can't count on count him out for oh, by yeah. any means he was, and he by he was for, I mean I up until that point he was still winning that fight yeah he was winning the fight if we got to end it right there the scorecard yeah went to yeah. Austin at all he was definitely three three rounds though I'm not saying in any way that Nate was winning at all but it's just that you know you know you know what Nate could do late he could pull that out you know what he's I mean an endurance he's a triathlon you know he's a triathlete. yeah you, know? exactly. you can yeah you can't count him out until the final bell's you know gone no and the, or you know the ref calls it but I mean the doctor called it that round that was the, the referee calling it that was yeah and uh, I was told uh, Coach Richard was telling me he's like yeah I guess you know how they had that short uh, Middle Eastern looking guy mm. uh, he's the one that called it off that short doctor guy mm-hmm. I guess uh, Nate was like yeah I'm good I'm good and then that guy was like okay yeah everything's cool but I guess some other doctor was like nah like nah you have to call it off yeah because so yeah. you, 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 you could hear that you, you, you see them go up to him and he's like I'm fine he wipes it He's like, I'm fine, I'm fine. He repeats it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And also, he, had, he was having an eye... No, that never... I'm getting another fight mixed up. But still, it's just like, you know, he looked fine. But mm-hmm. that's that's the gamble you take fighting in New York, I feel like. Yeah, definitely. And I mean, you look, and that was another thing they were talking about, too. Is like, Vegas, one week prior, Tyson Fury, this dude has a cut that literally goes from the inside of his eyebrow all the way out. Mm-hmm. He just got he just got cut in the, the second round of a fight, and he, yeah, he ended he up dragging 12. it out to a decision. Yeah, he fought all 12 rounds, and it's like, man... But I feel like they just didn't give him his due his due diligence, you know. He he deserves that five rounds, and especially for the baddest motherfucker belt. Yeah. It's like, dude, you can't end it because of a cut. Because even after the uh, even after the Pettis fight, he's saying like, yeah, or uh, yeah, he was like, man, I really like five rounds, getting it done like how it's supposed to be, you know. He's like three rounds. I kind of feel like you know, I can just I just have to go hard from the start. But he's like, yeah, five rounds. It gives me time to warm up, and then I can just push that pace. Yeah, because he 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 kind of did gas out. He he gassed out, and that was so weird to see. Mm-hmm. I got so nervous in that moment because I was like, "Damn, this is his first time fighting in three years." And then you look at him, and I'm like, "He looks tired." Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then he went to the you know he went to the ground and you know did his thing. Yeah. But yeah. fuck, yeah, yeah. But like yeah. the way he was explaining it made sense though. It just you don't know how to uh, 
how to pace yourself. Yeah. When you're used to being like a marathon man. Because I think, I, I can't remember, the, the last time he had a three-round fight was probably... Michael Johnson. Michael Johnson in 2015, December of 2015. Yeah, because that's when he called out McGregor, right, after yeah. that fight. And, and then, then he, he fought the... the following March. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But those were all main eventers, you know, even even the... Yeah, that's what I'm yeah, saying, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Damn. So, yeah, that, yeah, he had quite the layoff between uh, three-round fights, at least. Yeah, but I think since the last time you guys recorded it, there's been some crazy stuff happening in the MMA world, though. There, oh, shit. When was the last time we actually put out an episode? I was just trying to think of that. It's been a minute. I think this will only be our third episode. Yeah. So um, It's been a fucking while. It's been a couple months, for sure. <laughs> I mean, we've got we've had a crazy-ass title fight, the retirement of DC. You know, we had the yep. Steve A. DC round three fight and uh you know shouts out to stipe cementing himself as the greatest heavyweight in history i mean as mm-hmm. i had to go as far to say that um, yeah that's most tested and because they're you know there's the other guys out there but you know yeah. they didn't play by the same rules shame we didn't get to see cormier versus jones at heavyweight because now we got and i i think it's a little suspect in my opinion that jones is now now that dc's gone now he's making the jump to heavyweight because i've always personally said that I think the fight would end differently if they fought at heavyweight. Yeah, I I think it's John just not wanting to. John's like so past it. He's like I beat him twice, fair and square. Like as I think, I'd be too. Yeah, I, I think I think he's because because it's like you've you've beat him twice. You know, it's like fuck, I got that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna go somewhere where I have a disadvantage for him to get the last. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I think that's I think that's his mentality. So he's like he's gone. Fuck it, I'll go. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, I get that at the same time too. But like, as far as much as he talked the shit though, because John talked the shit to DC, they they hated each other. You know, if oh, he yeah. was really thinks that he was so much better than him, I don't know. I just wanted to see that because I hate John Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, obviously we do see John Jones moving up to heavyweight and challenging D- Stipe, ditching his light heavyweight title. Did you see the news that came out recently about uh, John Jones about a certain? Man released from WWE. Oh, thinking yeah. about making a comeback. Yeah, yeah. you know I mean, they've been I, they've been calling each other a, out for years. I had a crazy ass weekend, and I've just been seeing that that shit. And I, I like I remember seeing now that you're saying that, but like, what the like? That's fucking crazy. But he it, it would have to take six months though because he has to get in the test, or is he is he getting tested? I think when he was, uh, when there was rumors of him fighting DC after DC won the heavyweight belt, I think that USADA agreed to waive his six month, uh, his little six month uh, waiting period, you know? And, uh, you're right, you're right. Yeah, and I've seen, all the things I've seen is that I think if Brock, I honestly don't think it will happen. I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like 60 I, I 40. Think I don't think it, yeah, I think it might be done. But yeah. I think that if it ends up being, which I think it should be in Ganu versus, uh, and Gani versus Miocic, I think that should be the fight to yep. make. But if they were looking for a John Jones stepping up to heavyweight fight and they wanted to make some money, I feel like Brock Lesnar versus John Jones would definitely be a big money fight. That would definitely. That's get making some hype more money it. than Stipe versus Gano round two. Oh, yeah. That's oh, making yeah. more money than John Jones versus Stipe. That's making more money than Brock versus Stipe. John Jones versus Brock is the money fight to make for sure. Yeah, that's exactly why DC. I feel bad. If, like if that fight ends up happening, I feel bad. I, I'd feel bad that DC didn't get it. But like, it's just like I get it. You know what I mean? He, he just I understand. Retire. I mean, let's be real. Yeah. And I've even seen uh, on the Aerial MMA show that he was kind of pushing. He's like, man, I know you're retired, but. I heard that Brock Lesnar got released, so if you want to come back and fight Brock Lesnar, you could. But I just, I didn't think that DC, I mean, he's probably interested, but I mean, 
he see him talking about before. He's like, I'm done after this, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the D- competitor in him, he doesn't really want to go out like that. He could come Shit, back. I don't even think it's the competitor. I think it's the fucking money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen, uh, did you guys see the reports? The reporter, um, I forget who, I don't know who it was, but they were asking Dana White and be like, is DC, you know, he was removed from the USADA pool and he was officially removed from the rankings. So Dana's like, I don't know how much more done you can be. But as yeah. of right now, I mean, I. I know anything can happen. You guys are right. Money, money talks. Yeah. yeah, money definitely talks. But I don't, I don't see. Uh, he's not in the position. I, I don't think DC's in the position to get any of those fights right now. Yeah. He, like, he, just say he, just say after he lost, he said he was still going to fight. Like, I, he, he has to win some fights to come back to that. Yeah, if he was maybe in like a triple C situation where he retired young and he still had some years in his prime left, then I could be like, yeah, he'll come back. But he's old, and I just feel like he's kind of over it. It's retiring with the belt. Yeah, it's he he retired on a two fight losing streak, so yeah. it's it's a little it's harder. Yeah. yeah, as where like you said, Suudo could come in and do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. Nobody would bat an eye. Three weight classes. It'd be all good. Yeah. yeah, fucking a, dude. <laughs> I, I don't. How do you think? How do you feel about that? Him fighting Volkanovski. I believe that he is just so skilled technically, and I feel like his camp, they come out with great game plans for any fighter, so I feel like he, I feel like it would be, I'm not saying he would win, but I definitely feel like if he was to beat anybody at 145, his best choice would be Volkanovski, because he's the one who's shorter, he's really short, and he's more of his size, but... I feel like he's only talking about 145 because of Volkanovski. Like he's not going to come up and fight a six-one Max Holloway. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I definitely agree with you. Hundred percent. That's yeah, that's uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, Can you imagine? How, what is, what is you, triple C? Five four? It's like five three. Five yeah. three. Yeah. Okay. Man, I, I remember when everybody hated fucking Cejudo. I still do. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I mean I but like I mean, yeah. It's like it's like after a while, it's like damn. It's like it's hard to not like him. Nah, bit, he's just cringy. You know? I, I mean, oh, I, definitely cringy. I but the fuck out but of it. I, his cri- like he knows he's cringy. It's mm-hmm. not to me. It's different. Like with Tony Ferguson, like I feel like Tony. Fer- <laughs> I feel like Tony Ferguson in his head thinks he's cool. He's, yeah, you he know what I mean. Know, <laughs> he doesn't know he's retarded. That's the beauty of it. Walks I mean. around like his shit doesn't steam, wearing the sunglasses indoors. But honestly, the baseball sp- gloves, three strikes. Oh You're out. You take off your glasses. What the fuck? He doesn't know he's retarded. And that's why it's great. Yeah. He's like, he's like, why you got a baseball, Tony? You know, if could be Bruns, I hit him with it. Like, dude, what are you talking about? You're going to assault him? Yeah. Like, back to the Cejudo thing, though. I feel like, yeah, he knows he's cringe. And I feel like someone who's comparable, who actually has a fight coming up, too. Oh, yeah. Colby Covington. Yep. Man, he... I've seen, uh, I don't know if you, you guys, Fuck you, you, you said that you've seen it before, name. right? That video where he's like talking to the fans and there's like oh, no cameras yeah, around. Yeah. He, uh, and even Joe Rogan, everyone who's, who knows him outside of the camera said that he's like super humble guy, you know, real good guy. But he just, I mean, he even told it on that one, uh, who's that one conservative reporter, uh, Candace Owens. Okay. He said on her podcast, he's like, yeah, you know, I mean, and, and the story is well known by now. He was going to get cut. He was going in to fight the number two guy in the world, and he had to make a change. So he's like, he's like, you when know he was what? fighting Damian Maya, right? Yeah, he was fighting right before that Damian Maya fight. They're like, you know, you don't got really, you don't got the style. You're kind of boring. But he's like seventh ranked guy, and he just went out, and dominated them, and then on the mic, he did what he had to do. 
You know what I mean? He said his place is a fucking He's like, dump. Brazil, you're a dump. I should have I should have finished this guy. Oh, you guys are a bunch of filthy animals. Blah, blah, blah. Savage. And then DC was all hyping him up, too, in the post-fight interview, because DC's in there with him. He's like, Colby Covington, ladies and gentlemen. And he's just getting stuff thrown at him as he's running out. It's that just, was the birth of Col- Colby Covington. It was Jesus. crazy. Tyron Woodley, I'm a size 30 waist. Get that belt ready for me. Like, dude. <laughs> as crazy as it is, I like him, dude. Because he... All that bullshit aside, when he gets in the octagon, bro, he is a machine. You know I, you're in for a great fight. He is a tank. He bro. wants to push it. He That's push, he's got that Khabib. He's got that Khabib style where yeah, he's a wrestler. Yeah, he's, you know he's going for the takedowns, but he's gonna do something with it. You know what I mean? And he's also, I think, he has really underrated stand up because I think he also, as well as taking down Robbie Lawler. Stu threw like 500 strikes against him and outstruck Robbie Beat Lawler the fuck too. Yeah, Robbie Lawler. Let's be real. Yeah, oh, yeah he, that, that fight wasn't even competitive. That yeah. was bad. He just mauled him for fucking the entire fight. But I think he's gonna have a uh, interesting fight coming up too against T Wood. Fuck this! this they, yeah. There's so much hatred between these two dudes. And it's real too. You know it's real because yes. it's been years in the making. It yes. just it just sucks that it just sucks that because he has the the maga stuff. That the way the it, the way Twitter paints it oh is God. like it's like yeah. black versus white, and I'm like, the, okay. Is I was like, terrible. this is like like when he fought when he fought um Kamara. when he fought Kamara Usman, you know, it's like I was I was pulling for Colby, I think. Yeah, I was I was pulling for Colby. I think I might have bet on him, whatever. But uh, just being on Twitter after the fight, they were it was just so like so much hatred, you know what I mean? And I was just like, fuck, like this sucks because. This is like the highest level, you know, some of the greatest MMA that you could possibly get. You know what I mean? Because that fight, in my opinion, was probably one of the best in the last Everybody two, three years. Boring. You know what I mean? You no that that no, one. No, no, everyone thought it was gonna yeah. be boring. Oh they're yeah, like, yeah. They're like man, like this fight, you know, who's gonna there were no that? there were no takedown attempts. Mm-hmm. Two wrestlers and they just fucking slugged it out. Yeah. And then Col- what, Colby finally got finished in the fifth. Yeah, with a minute left, I think he just, I don't know, I think he just was like, man, like, I feel like it, well, they said after the podcast, or after the broadcast, I should say, that the judges, you know how they're like, oh, the judges had it, whatever, someone, one judge had it 3-1 Colby, one judge had it 3-1 Kamaru, and then the other judge had it 2-2, and even though the stoppage maybe necessarily wasn't the best, because I think he was going for legs, going for the takedown, you know those stoppages work, Mm -hmm. where it's kind of just like 50-50, but even if he was to complete the fight, I feel like he still would have lost on the scorecards. I think he, I think he was winning the fight, but on the scorecards, he would have lost either way. So I feel like maybe you can't really hate on the stoppage, you know? Yeah, and it's and it's weird because I feel like if he didn't have the whole MAGA thing going on, like that kind of when you have a performance like that, that should push you no matter what. Yeah, you like know what I mean? Like, yeah, like, like not just like obviously in the rankings, but his rankings already was fine. But like, just with the media, fans, mm-hmm. whatever, it's mm-hmm. just like people are happy to see him lose. Yeah. So it's like it's it, it just sucks, you know. So that's why I'm happy he's getting in there again this weekend. Was it this weekend or next weekend? Uh, the nineteenth. So I think next next weekend. Next weekend. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, next Saturday is the twelfth. Yeah, him and Woodley, yeah. man, that's gonna be fucking insane. And it's in Vegas, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah. Sir. Uh, at the Apex, and then after that, they yes. got Adesanya Costa, but that's going to Fight Island. There, I saw something the other day that they uh, 
they're having a one month Fight Island thing again. So they're gonna have all the cards from Adesanya Costa all so the way Khabib. up to Khabib and Gaethje. Oh my god! Okay, so yeah, because Khabib's not coming back to the states for. Yeah. Uh, okay, but let's talk about those two quick fights. I mean, uh, not quick fights, but those big fights coming. Yeah. Out. So first, like you mentioned, we got fucking Adesanya and Costa. God yeah. damn. Damn, we got the fucking. I mean, we got two completely different styles when it comes to fucking the weight class. We got two different physiques, mm-hmm. and they're they're clashing, bro. And I want to get your guys' thoughts because obviously, if you know me, I'm a big style bender fan, and I love the I'm way he fights. I'm a huge style bender fan. Oh yeah. Right. Now, do you guys? I watched think- him because I, I watched him in New York knock out Brunson. Seeing that seeing that live was fucking amazing. Derek Chumpson. Yeah. <laughs> that, on my Instagram. Yeah, he Maybe lurks I on my Instagram you. too. Yeah, I, I don't know buddy. why. I see you, buddy. What's up, hey, Derek, Derek come on. <laughs> Come Just on, get on the pod, dog. Get on the pod. No, you want to hang. <laughs> he's, on a, he's on a nice win streak too. Like as a little side note, he's won yeah. Like, he's won like three he, under the radar. He's won like three pretty solid fights in a row. I forget. I know he beat Ian Heinish when we went to an Anaheim at two forty one, and then and, he, just, mm-hmm. he just beat Shabazian too. And I'm he takes sure, yeah, he, yeah. He, he he takes all these he takes all these uh, high risk low reward type fights, you know, with these young guys. And he's just been handling it. Kills their it. momentum, bro. Because it's like, I yeah. feel like the UFC does look at him as like a gatekeeper. Like, think about it. Like, you know, everyone needs fought, you they know. Treat so. him like Derek Chumpson, yeah. bro. Yeah, but, yeah, but yeah, hey, to, he's going through it. Yeah, back to Adesanya, though. The Adesanya Costa fight. I mean, because we, we, we were at um, Costa, Costa Romero. Romero. That was a crazy fight. And I thought Romero won personally. I thought Romero won, too. I think oh, everyone was, there uh, thought that Romero won. Whenever was that? 346. 241? Yeah, that was Pettison. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, uh, as far as how the fight goes, though, I feel like, I feel like Adesanya will knock him out. You know what I mean? I I feel like his, it's going to be a stand-up fight, obviously. There's no way that I think either man will really go for the takedown. You know, I feel like they just don't like each other. And that's a real beef, too. Oh, yeah. They definitely do not like each other. And they're just going to stand and trade. And I just feel like, if you're going to stand and trade with Adesanya, he's going to catch you, you know. You've got to think, he was like 75-4 and four in professional kickboxing before he did MMA. So that's literally, his game is to stand and trade with you. And he's fought at heavyweight in kickboxing too. So mm-hmm. he's definitely fighting guys that are bigger than Costa, more stronger and more technically there than Costa. Now what I think about, obviously Adesanya's last fight when he fought Romero, like doesn't that throw a little bit of worry your way? Um, not nah, really. Nah. Not really, just because uh, Romero just had a weird game plan, and and Adesanya is ca- counter striker. You know what I mean? Like everyone, think about everybody that he's he's had great fights with. They're all you know, they're all the, they're all pushing the pace. Yeah. Kevin Gaslam, you know, that was a crazy fight. Uh, and then uh, Bobby Knuckles too. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was a even though it was quick, but same shit. You coming forward, you're gonna get hit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we had fucking Romero who just sat there, fucking squared up. You know. Yeah, that, that was, was a weird. That's why fight. I don't. That's that why I don't really blame weird. him for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't. You kind of can't hate because then Romero's like, well, he's not coming forward. It's like, well, neither are you. You know what I mean? There's that clip of him just standing there for almost thirty seconds at the beginning of the fight. He's he's trying to be funny. I like that. You know, I think it's funny. You know, it's kind of like what Nick did against Anderson Silva, where he's just kind of clowning him. You know, it's funny, but it's like. For all five rounds, you're kind of just standing there. You know, he got he shot for that one takedown, and it's also another thing too is when when Adesanya was like, okay, in the first round, and he's like, okay, let me let me try to attack him. He got cracked. So it's like, are you gonna take that as the champion? You know, there's that there's that saying that you gotta take the belt from the champion. So it's like, as champion, 
You're not mm -hmm. just going to rush in there again and get, get cracked again because it's not like Romero's some pillow puncher, you know. That dude's got bombs. Exactly. Which oh, is yeah, why knocking everybody out. There's fucking consequences for go getting in there, you know what I mean, yeah, with, with why, Romero. You know, and we've seen Romero and Costa trading back and forth in that fight, which, you know, they're pretty much the same size, same power level. Yeah. And that's mm -hmm. what makes me kind of the sliver of worry about maybe Adesanya going up against Costa. That yeah. same, you know, because that was the closest we've ever seen, you know, the most we've ever seen Adesanya struggle in a fight, for sure. Yeah. I'd have to say it was against Romero. I mean, because we, we always see dominated him. dominated everybody else. That's what I'm saying. everybody else. But I think that the way, I think Costa could definitely win, you know, whole puncher's chance thing. But I think if it's not in the first round, anything that goes outside of the first round, I just think that he he'll is just going to tire out, honestly. I feel like he's going to go hard for that first round. Maybe he'll be good in the second round, too, because he's training with uh, Captain America, Alvaro Cien. So maybe he's getting that stamina up. But I think after two rounds, I just think the fight's for uh, Izzy's to take and knock him out late. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm a big Stylebender fan. I love the way he strikes. He reminds me of a young Anderson Silva ready to kick some fucking heads off. Yeah. And uh, I'm just, uh, I'm all for it. And I love the quote that he said about an overinflated balloon. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm ready to see it, dude. I'm ready to see him pop some balloons, bro. Yeah. It's definitely the natural-born skinny guy in me that roots for Adesanya in every fight that he has. <laughs> yeah. I'm, we're basically, like, built the same. We're the same height and everything, but, yeah, he, he's fighting all these buff dudes, and people are like, he's got no power, he's got no power, but with pure technique, he just is able to just catch these guys perfectly, you know? And it's that fucking dynamic striking, like, just such a fucking huge, just diversity of striking that oh, yeah. you can just throw anything your way and it's it's i fucking love it it's beautiful i yeah. love watching this you know i'm a knockout artist guy i love watching these crazy knockouts and like we said we've seen him do all these crazy kickboxing tournaments before he started the ufc yeah so he's got that kickboxing stand-up background and i just it's an exciting ass fight anytime you see him step into the octagon yeah he's had crazy fights and he's been in big moments uh mm -hmm. you know he's fought in big crowds in china all, all throughout asia so it's like this dude's been through it all. So he, that's why, that's why like you know when he came in the UFC started winning fights. I was just like, okay, who is this kid? Let me look him up. Mm -hmm. Look, you look into his resume and you're just like, holy fuck! Like, because I think he did come in the UFC at 30 years old. Yeah, right, yeah. 30. Because yeah. he's like 31, 32 right now. I think. I think yeah, I yeah, think it was like 29 as like UFC debut. Yeah, so it's just like fuck. That's kind of late. But mm -hmm. then you like look at what his background. You're like, oh fuck, and then he just fucking wins. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Got the title shot and has the belt. Has already defended it and, and yeah, yeah, twice. Because he yeah. came on the scene when he, I mean, for me, when he fucking knocked out Derek Brunson and he came on the Joe mm -hmm. Bogan oh, yeah. experience and he talked about all this crazy shit that he'd been doing. And I was like, yo, first of all, the, the knockout on Derek Brunson was exciting as fuck. Oh, uh, yeah. that, that right away. And then to see, hear him on Joe Rogan talk about all this other crazy shit that he'd done and that uh, uh, automatically like a put me on to fucking this guy and watching all his clips and shit and like big fan obviously i'm a huge nerd you can fucking take a look around the room you can tell yeah, that right yeah, now yeah. so like him being a huge anime fan too and you know coming out to some of the shit that he does with the dragon ball and the naruto like i love that shit too you know and so oh, yeah i'm all about that shit he is absolutely my besides you know the D diaz brothers and the 209 he's my favorite active fighter for sure and his uh, camp yeah. is crazy too all the, oh all the crazy fighters they got coming out of that camp they're so strategic. You watch that uh, that Robert Whitaker fight. I feel like he knew he was going to knock him out with that 
because he, he he fights everyone differently, you know? Mm -hmm. If you watch all his fights, you're like, wow, you know, he fought this guy this way. He's just literally waiting because he knows that Whitaker's going to come in, and you see him do that leaning all the way back and then just throwing hooks the whole time, you know? He knows that what, he, he's got the reach, so he could just literally lean back, evade the shots, and then Bobby's going to be coming forward, coming forward, and he's just going to catch him. And you see him throw that combination like four or five times before he eventually knocked him out. Not, uh, almost knocked him out in the first round with it right at the bell. Oh, knocked yep. him down. And then he literally came out midway through the second and knocked him out with that same combination. Like that that camp. Uh, it's city kickboxing, right? Yeah. Um, with Vino at the fucking helmet, head coach. Yeah. Vino. <laughs> you know, dude, he looks exactly like Vino. I don't know if, we, I don't know if we've told yeah, you. Yeah, yeah, I know. Okay. Oh, my fucking God. I, every, so time, every time I see him on a fucking Snapchat. fight, I, I snap it to everybody. <laughs> <laughs> hey Vino, what the fuck's Vino doing in Fight Island? But Bro. but uh, th that that whole camp's uh, ability to game plan for fights is so impressive. Um, yeah. you, like like you're just saying, like he's had how many different styles of game plans against different fighters in the UFC. You look at uh, Alexander Volkanovski, who had to have a perfect game plan yeah. to beat Max Holloway, and they yeah. did it twice. All right, lost the second one yeah, controversially in the second. Which yeah. you know, I thought Max had it, but mm -hmm. still, it's just like you, uh, they, you know, they, they, they take your strengths and they just maximize them. Yeah. I feel like Brad Riddle, Kai, Kai Cara France, who's coming up in flyweight, and then also Dan Hooker too. Dan you, Hooker. Know, you can't forget about uh, Hangman. Which I mean, I thought he was winning in that Poirier fight until honestly, he just kind of gassed out. You know, they're exchanging hard in the first two rounds. That was rounds. crazy. That was, and then that I feel was like insane. he just yeah, I feel like he just he just got a little too overconfident, and blew his wad early, and then tried to turn it into a wrestling match. But Poirier was the fresher dude, so he's able to you know kind of have his way with him. But yeah, that camp is definitely solid. Yeah, right now, yeah, two 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 current champs, and then Dan Hooker's always in the. He's in the, the mix. And like I feel like Logan there's said, someone else I'm fucking missing too. But the flyweight yeah. Logan just mentioned it was coming up. What was his name? Kai, uh, Kai Cara France. Okay. Yeah, he's a uh, he's a flyweight guy. I mean, the flyweights don't really get that much buzz, but yeah, he's yeah. He's, he's definitely coming up. And uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure him. It's weird because it always works out where they'll have like three or four guys fight all fighting on the same card. Mm -hmm. Like they'll have Brad Riddle who will be like they'll have Kai Cara France will be like the early prelim guy. And then they'll have the prelims that have, like, Brad Riddle or someone. Dan and Hooker. And then they'll always have, like, Dan Hooker or Adesanya main eventing. They just work mm -hmm. it out. And then they always and they always, always win when they're on the same card. Shit, they probably like that. I know. Yeah. I, I know. I know. Some camps. Flights to New Zealand probably ain't that cheap. You yeah. Know, so they yeah. Gotta, they get, get Fuck yeah. Round trip. And then not, not only that, but you got everybody peaking at the same time. So your gym's just, your gym's just super competitive. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, uh, it's like. Get these guys you on. You can't. When you got two guys getting ready for a fight. You have a there, there's a certain level of energy, but if you got Logan coming in to help out in the camp, then he just got his ass kicked fucking two months ago. Like, is he really gonna be like top giving? You know yeah, what I mean? Like, know, there, I it's it, it's hard. Like, they're all they all literally it's like uh, iron sharpening iron. They're yeah. literally all just high level dudes, just all all like getting it done for each other. Mm -hmm. And that's just like that's how I feel like it should be. You know, I feel like you should just try to assemble like the best people that you can. And then everyone just makes everyone better, you mm -hmm. know. And then I feel like they also are the same thing too. Like, there's I feel like there's no e uh, ego in that gym. There's a lot of other gyms that they're kind of like you can tell. You know, you see all these guys like American Top Team. You feel like half the mm -hmm. roster is American Top Team, but they're all like kind of fighting each other. And I feel like that's one of those camps where it's, it's like just weird. Yeah, and they all have like all those different locations, and I feel like they're kind of 
they're kind of like tight, but not really, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I feel like there's definitely a lot of tension because there's literally, they have like a lot of top level guys and it's like, like I said, it's an individual sport and I just feel like people, they're not really like, I feel like the homegrown, I feel like that's a big thing is you got to really be like a homegrown fighter, you know, to have that family type of atmosphere because mm-hmm. you think of like American Top Team, you got people coming in from all over, what are they going there for? They're not going there for... You know, obviously it's an individual sport, so they're going there for their individual needs. But it's like, I feel like it's a little bit more selfish when you get to those bigger gyms, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I feel like uh, there's not as much loyalty there as Hell far no. as, yeah. Because it's like, you look at like us. Um, alpha male. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, yeah, alpha <laughs> male too. But uh, another good example would be that uh, the Kamaru Usman-Gilbert Burns situation. Oh, where, yeah. Like, there's all those guys in that, like Black House MMA or something like that, I think their camp's called. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, Henry Hoof's gym. But yeah, no, they got all these like top level guys, and if you watch, have you ever seen those those Will Harris uh, Will Harris productions? Yeah, yeah. And when those when those dudes spar, they spar insane. They're literally fighting each other so hard, going a hundred percent. There's like a video of Luke Rockhold and some dude with dreads, like some no name guy. And they're just literally kicking each other's heads off, and I'm just like, what are you doing? Like they just yeah, certain gyms like you that. Have to like there's just a little too much I do ego. Not know what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah but sure. I want to see that. Yeah. It's like it's like you know going to a mom mom and pops gym, you know, yeah. and then going to like a fucking twenty four hour fitness. Like it's just <laughs> yeah. mass. It's just mass. Mind, you yeah. know, the comp- the competition level is just way up. Yeah, I get it. I get that. The, yeah, sure. there's a lot of competition, but yeah, I don't know. Just a completely different atmosphere. Different. And because what do you call it? Also has their issues too. Uh, Jackson Wink. Yeah, they have they, they have someone. they have they have a yeah they they and they have their drama too like you know like John how Jones. the whole yeah John Jones Cowboy like you know all these guys yeah they're kind of they kind of fell off after I feel like after GSP went to TriStar I think TriStar they're doing it right for sure because they got a lot yeah. they got a they're a big gym but they I feel like Frost yeah. Hobby's got it down yeah, he's got it they got Kevin down. Lee now yeah they got yep. Kevin, if you got Kevin Lee acting right. You're doing something. You're doing something. Yeah, good, you know? I know he's coming off a loss, but double knee surgery, I think, for yeah. him, or or he just tore ACL, I believe. I think he's got another. Yeah, he's gonna have double. I don't know. He's fucked. His knees are fucked. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Feel for the guy. Fucking hey, bro. But yeah, man, we got a uh, one more big title fight coming up, guys, yeah. and I think that's probably the biggest one of the year for sure. Man, if they can't put John Jones, Brock, Brock Lesnar for sure, no, for yeah. sure. But I mean, or Connor, somebody. But yeah, definitely. One of the biggest. It's going to be interesting because Gaethje is fighting Khabib, obviously. Coming off of that Tony Ferguson dub. But have you seen who he's been training with recently? No. Nope. He's been oh. training with Kamaru Usman. Yeah. Kamaru Usman, because he's fighting Burns, so he's, he dipped from Henry Hoof, and he's been training with Trevor Whitman. And so before that, uh, before that Masvidal fight, Trevor Whitman, or a video, someone posted a video of uh, Gaethje and Kamaru sparring. So I think that that Kamaru is literally the best person that he can get to prepare for Khabib. You can't really compare, uh, no. uh, prepare mm-hmm. for Khabib. You, know? you got to stand Obviously out in the not. ocean for fucking 12 hours a day to fucking hit the, get hit with waves to fucking be semi-prepared to fucking be handle Khabib's fucking pressure. Exactly. And it's like if anyone can prepare him, it'll be – because I've heard – I've seen like interviews where fighters are like, dude, that dude's got to be like at least like 180, like 200 pounds when he goes into the octagon, mm-hmm. you know, and he's just so big and he's so strong, and I feel like if anyone can emulate that style, it's definitely Kamaru. Hell yeah. Yeah, that's going to be, that fight, I can't wait because, I mean, just considering like, you know, Khabib's father passing away, um, <sighs> it's just like, I don't know, like, 
I was so I w- like when when it when it came out that his dad passed, I was like I was would not be surprised. Like I was thinking in the moment, like I, I would not be surprised if Khabib just retired. Like, yep, yeah, that's like crossed that. my mind. Yeah, I no question. When I knew he was sick, like I've always thought that. So he that came out and sure. said he's got two fights left. He said, or at least Ali's saying it. I think. Yeah. Um, Gaethje, like, Fuck good luck. Yeah, man. Good Fuck. luck. And I mean, don't take nothing away from Gaethje. He's a fucking human highlight reel yeah. himself. No, yes, I know. But when you're stepping into the octagon with a man who is not already a fucking man who's wrestled bears and is a bear in his own fucking right, mm-hmm. but then you get you take away the fact that he is wrestling with the fucking more than just defending his title, but he's got real true fucking meaning behind his fucking passion to this one. You know, he's gonna be fighting for his dad. Let's there's yeah. no, no question about no it. No question about that. And you know he's good. he look how he always wanted to make his father proud. Mm-hmm. And, you know he's talked about that oh, all I the love time. That. That's what he lives for. That's what he lived for. And now that his father is gone, and he's, you know, I, I could be, I you know, I'll be put money on it right now. He gets the dub. He fucking starts crying, bro. I, I mean, the just the emotion behind it. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Khabib's a fucking stoic person. Yeah. But like, I I wouldn't be surprised, bro. Like just the emotion behind that dub. You know, just getting it for doing it for his dad. You know, or at least you know shouting him out afterwards for sure i know it, it was always like it was always i think it was after the like the ally quinta fight you know <laughs> when he took a round off and was just fucking trading and was getting fucking hit and he after the fight is like father gonna be very mad he's like father father here that don't happen <laughs> so man we'll see and then i mean do you think that last fight would obviously try to push for GSP? That the, the big yeah, fight. Yeah, but GSP's been talking about it, and he's just like it's a very low chance. He's out of the testing pool. I think he now. could get around that. Yeah, he's got hair. He's using fucking shampoo and shit. I did not like that video. I seen that last night, dude. I did not like that shit. Yeah, I think I like, put that shampoo on ideal, ideal, <laughs> ideal for what Khabib. I think would be. Beat Gaethje, come back early, uh, early next year. Fight Ferguson, and then maybe like International Fight Week, big summer card fight at GSP and retire. I think that's that's all he really has left. Maybe another Conor fight would be cool too. If he's not going to get GSP financially, yeah, financially for sure. If you can't, if you can't get GSP for sure. I like, mean, who else? Are you gonna I think I think on? I think the Conor fight still. I think the Conor fight still bigger. Um, financially, yeah. Financially, uh, but the GSP for the for the hardcore fan for the legacy, dude. Of that is like that matchup is fucking crazy. Those yeah. are like the. That's, I mean, you get two like Olympic wrestling Greek gods, pretty much, and you fucking throw them in the fucking Coliseum together, and that's what you're getting in that fight. Exactly. I mean, it's because you've seen Khabib fuck up every other style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's handled everybody. He fought Conor McGregor, and like that's why the Gaethje. I know a lot of people are, are hyping it up, but in my mind, I'm like, he's a brawler. You know what I mean? Conor vs. Gaethje would be a better fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, um, for excitement, like... Conor just needs to fight in general, I feel like. If he even... He can talk all the mess he wants on Twitter, but it's like, that cowboy fight, come on, dude. Cowboy is not... He's not... He's just not it no more. He's coming. He was coming off like a three-fight losing streak, you know? That's mm-hmm. just kind of like a... Like, all right, yeah, let me just knock this fool out and then just get my name out there, you know, kind of get everyone hyped up again. But it's like, he needs to fight a legitimate top five guy, I feel like, as in, like, he either needs to fight really either 
Poirier or Ferguson are the only two fights for him at the moment, I feel like. Or, obviously, the Nate trilogy, but Nate's going for Masvidal right now. So, I think... But the Nate, right now, yeah, even even in that, the Nate fight doesn't help him for shit. Yeah, exactly. Because it's like, Nate's a fucking top... Not even top 10 welterweight right now, you know yeah, what I mean? He's like 11 so, or 12 right now in the rankings, I feel like. That's a stacked division, so it's like understandable. But yeah, still. I mean, yeah. he's not that active either, you know? Yeah, but I, I think bottom line is... Uh, the Connors of the, the you know, Connor Nate, um, pretty much them too. I just think they don't fight with without a crowd. They have, I, I think, I think Connors had the itch. It looked like he's had the, you know, it looks like he's had the itch this uh, year. You know, he's tweeting and everything. It's like he probably wants to, but then, you know, when he runs numbers with his whole team and it's just like, fuck, like, really? Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to because the what 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 Connor's also you know playing with is like Connor loses a fight to a big guy like that it's just like you know you potentially lose you know everything not everything but you know his, it can kill his momentum yeah, yeah you know, it just kills your momentum do come back and he gets that big offer and he can make that big fat check and gets the top tier guy like you know like you said why risk it against going up against Gaethje getting his head knocked off and then you know with no crowd portion of the money and he doesn't get that chance to go fight Khabib next summer when the yeah. guys come back, you know? Because I think the US, I think he really does pull at least plus 20 million every time he fights, at least at least in the last few years. He's Yeah, there's nobody like him. Yeah, I feel like, honestly, as much as... Uh, I mean, I like him as a as a fighter, as a person. He's kind of like whatever, you know, obviously. Fuck but what? I feel like people forget how good he actually is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like... He, the way he fights is just, he'll go in there and just knock your head off. Like, he'll hit you with some bombs. Uh, like, he's, yeah, he's he's crazy. Um, how you good, dude? Uh, Let it out. Let it out. Yeah, 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 we're good. I was like, man, his knees on the mic. Um, no, don't do that. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll cough on it. Right? But, yeah, don't do but, that. Uh, but, uh, but, yeah, Connor, man, it was like what this this last cowboy fight kind of had it. It's like it's a very like uh, Mayweather feeling that day. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's different when when he fought Nate because it's big for us because he's fighting, but like because he's fighting our our guy. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And and around town gives you a false uh, sense of I mean because it's, lo- it's, it's local. Here, yeah, you know? it's it's big around here. But when Connor fights, like you know, like when he fought Cowboy, it's like. Everybody's talking about it. Everybody's getting ready to watch it. Um, you go out to the store, and people are like, oh, you going to watch the McGregor fight? Like, you know, yeah. hear people out at the grocery store. It's a whole vibe. Yep. It's an event. Yeah. It's it, it's, it's, it's very, event. it's very, it was very, like, uh, Mayweather Pacquiao. Like, well, I remember I went, went to Costco on the day of that fight, and that Costco was just packed. Yeah, it draws People casuals. buying alcohol. Like, yeah. you know, it's a reason to party. Like, you know, everybody gets together. And it's a hundred and twenty-five fucking dollars. So yeah, we're gonna split that shit. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, back to like the fight. I feel like if anyone, I mean, obviously before everyone's saying that Ferguson's the biggest test for Khabib because he can maybe catch him. But I don't know. I just feel like if he fought at this point, judging on how Ferguson's kind of looked, I feel like that fight wouldn't go as. Like as Ferguson's way as could be, or as it people no, thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, look what happened with Justin. Justin yeah. beat the fuck out of Tony. Exactly. Yeah, that shit happens. And yeah. I think that if anyone, I think that if 
if because Gaethje has underrated wrestling too that you hear about but you never see in the fights. Mm-hmm. They're saying that I mean he he has like really good credentials. I'm pretty sure he's like all American. Mm-hmm. You know, as a wrestler, you saying? Yeah, as yeah, a wrestler, yeah. just like doing that. But I feel like if he can, I feel like the knockout sequence would would go like Khabib shoots in, uh, Gaethje stuffs it, and then just hits him with some wild shit. You know, I just feel like. If if he was to knock him out, I don't feel like he could technically like you know try to stand and trade with them. Catch I mean, him with an uppercut maybe, on the way in. Yeah, he could maybe just stuff him, and then it turns into like a boxing match kind of, and then you see Khabib kind of get exposed on the feet. But if if it was to happen in uh, Gaethje's favor, I just feel like it would just have to be kind of like a miracle type of thing, you know, puncher. I feel like he's just got the puncher's chance, you know. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And yeah, I feel like, and even if Khabib does get rocked, he has the. If Khabib gets rocked on the feet, he has the best fucking skill set to get through that. Yeah, fucking the ground, double leg. Yeah, we're yep. and we're back. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And so. it's his fucking yeah. He's back in his fucking territory. Exactly. I mean, because it's happened before. It happened with Michael Johnson. I think Michael Johnson yep, hit him right. on the when they're on the ground, and then uh, he, you know, yeah, that was like fucking 2016. I think. Yeah, we watched that fight together. I believe. I believe so. That was at Knicks. At Knicks. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, that was I, same I, night as a McGregor Alvarez 205. McGregor Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. That was oh man, that card was great. Oh yeah, yeah all those New York cards are always insane. Unless the judges except call them the up. fucking one that I went to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shit. Hoping that fucking Nate was fighting, and it was DC and uh, DC and uh, what's his name, Derek Lewis. Yeah. Just uh, that kinda... card has got to be the most mysterious card ever, as far yeah. as like what happened because. Literally, Nate is fighting, is supposed to fight Poirier, and then, like, you hear that Poirier is getting injured, but then he says he's fine. You know, you hear that, all, like, there's like five different things that they're saying was wrong with Poirier, and then Poirier's like, oh no, Nate over negotiated. And it's kind of like, you've never really heard either of them really say what exactly happened. You've just heard, like, murmurs from the outside, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, I saw, I remember when uh, the Pettis fight had just gotten announced, and I remember watching Nate's interview with Hawani, and he's like, yeah, like, you know, Poirier pussed out. And it's like, I've never really heard, like, the official story. I think what happened was he got, admit, probably got injured, but then he was saying that, like, literally, like, a week before the fight, he's like, he's like, yeah, looking for my next fight, Poirier d- did. And then he says that he's fine, and then I'm pretty sure right after that was when he got, like, a surgery or something, you know? So that's just, yeah. like, such a weird thing to me. I, no, I, he, he I, was, oh, go ahead. I think what it was, because I, I, I remember where I was, because I had the fucking tickets, flight booked, everything, and I get the ESPN notification, like, he's out with the hip injury. Mm-hmm. I think what happened was he pulled out, uh, because he pulled out kind of early. Quick. Yeah. It was like, the fight was scheduled for November, obviously, it got announced in, I don't know, September, whatever, and it felt like halfway through September or October, it was, you know, yeah. he pulled out. So after that, after that one press conference where Nate walked out, I feel like it was that fight was kind of in the gray area. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. he comes out, he's like, "No, nah, fuck the UFC. You know they gotta respect me. You know they try to play me, all that." And then like you kind of, he was like, "Yeah, fights off. Fuck that, fights off. I'm not fighting." Uh, he wanted to fight for the 165 pound belt. Mm-hmm. Remember they came out? He came out with Remember that. Remember that? Tweet? Fa- yeah, the fake yeah, tweet. They yeah. both did, and I was yeah. like, "What the?" I was fuck? like, "What is happening?" And then I'm just like, "Yeah, you don't hear anything about the fight because they're both like, yeah, it's off." But then the fight's still scheduled, and then there, and then like eventually a statement comes out where they're like, "Yeah, the fight is off." 
because Poirier got like something wrong with like his back or his hip. Yeah, his, his hip. hip. I, That's what it was. I think at some point that he thought it was really fucked up, and I think he went to a doctor. You know, probably contemplating surgery or something, and then they gave him the green light. Because then, like, yeah, like you said, he was like looking for my next fight, and it's like, the yeah, what the fuck? You just had you just had you just had the biggest fight, you know, possible at you know, signed and everything outside of like a McGregor fight, and it's like, can you? And it and it's a good matchup for Poirier. I feel like yeah, you know what it I mean. Was. I mean, it'd be it good. Been worse for it, sure. I think it'd be a great fight. You know what I mean. Yeah, so. I still want it. I mean, even when D- Dustin just tweeted out previously before this fight was announced that his last fight was announced or his next fight was announced, I should say, uh, and he posted that shit. And he was like, "Who should I fight next?" Or someone. Mm-hmm. I think he. I think he was the one who posted that. Probably. Yeah. And then uh, I posted. I straight up retweeted it and tagged Nate. Like, fuck oh, it, shit. run it back, dude. This was a couple weeks back. Yeah, you know, I've always yeah. wanted to see that fight. Because even after that, when, uh, I forget who, Poirier got the, who, who, who scheduled the fight after that Nate fight. He, he was, fought Khabib. That's, that's the, right. That's the, that's what, and oh, I was that, yeah, about that too. That's right. I was like, this dude backed out of a fight with Nate, and then now all of a sudden he's fighting Habib. Yeah. And then, like, after that fight, then he's tried, like, he lost, so he lost some traction. And he tried get, he's tried picking a fight with Nate again. And then I remember when, uh, when Nate, falsely tested positive before that Masvidal fight. I remember he came out with all these videos, and he, he just looked like an idiot because, like, man, fake-ass gangster, you know, you the one always accusing people of steroids, you're on steroids. And he's, like, out talking this all this shit about Nate, and then literally, like, the next day, all that gets debunked, and then he just looks like an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. So I just feel like he... Dustin needs to get put know. in his place. Exactly, I yeah. I feel like he's been talking a lot, and even after, uh, or before, maybe, like, right before his last fight, before he got announced to fight Hooker, he was talking a lot about Nate, and he, he just, I feel like he wants that fight, and I feel like Nate wants the fight too, but I just feel like there Dustin's not really big enough to kind of like... It doesn't make sense the, for Nate. I yeah, feel exactly, like. yeah. It doesn't really make sense for Nate. Nah. It's kind of like, I feel like he had that warm-up fight, and he, he, it, it, it was going to be Poirier for him, and then he had Pettis, and it's like, okay, because I just sold this many, damn near a million pay-per-views in New York. I yeah. think he's like, I think I'm straight, homie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that, yeah, that's not going to generate... Nah, he wants that it big... It won't, yeah. all money. I actually have a question, though, pertaining to the Diaz brothers. If Nick comes back... Going back to our first original topic, you know, if he comes back, who do you think he fights? Oh, you know, it's funny you just say that, because before we started recording, Ariel Hawani tweeted that he believes he sh- Nick Diaz should get the winner of Woodley and uh, Covington. Covington? <laughs> I was like, I mean... Yeah. I mean, that's a motherfucker of a fight to come back to, either one of those, but, like, fuck, money-wise, like, that's uh, a, yeah. be a decent payday. Yeah, I also saw, uh, right before we started recording, too, that I guess uh, Wonderboy threw his name in the hat, too. He, oh, okay. he, he uh, replied to that original tweet saying that he was going to come back. He's like, man, I'll fight him. But I think, like, one, I feel like Wonderboy's fight should be Leon Edwards, if anything. You know what I mean? Because yeah. they both kind of don't have fights. You know, I think Wonderboy's last fight, he beat Vicente Luque. So they're both kind of floating around. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like maybe as for as far as a comeback fight, if Robbie Lawler was on a winning streak, maybe mm. he could fight Robbie Lawler. But, I mean, I feel like... That'd, maybe be, a good the, fight. That'd yeah. be a good fight to come back to. Just, to, yeah, just regardless. Because, you know? Yeah. yeah for real. I feel like, yeah, he needs to fight someone... I was thinking about it the other day, maybe like a cowboy, someone that's kind of like some, I don't know, you know uh, what I mean? Someone on his, to just, on his journey, level. A journeyman type yeah, person, you know, not someone that, someone that has a name, but necessarily isn't like at the top of the I was going to say, know? throw him into a top five fight, fucking winner of top, Woodley Covington, that's yeah, throwing you, him straight to the fucking fire, bro. That's, that's like, a yeah. lot. Because, because in the thing, it said he was keeping his eye on the division, 
And then also it's like Nick, I don't think Nick financially will come back for like a because it. it how how do how do I want to explain this? It's kind of like I've been out for five years. I don't know how I'm gonna look. He's yeah, been of course out he's for like eight years, bro. Hasn't he been out since like 2013? 2015. 2015. Yeah. But he hasn't gotten a win since 2011. Yeah, so it's like it's like okay, if if I could if I could create, he's like I, I this is how this is my uh, how I think they're thinking is like if we could generate enough hype, whatever, and do this once. We got to do it for the biggest fight possible. It's going to be a Masvidal. It's going to try and be a fucking Conor McGregor. It's going to be somebody. It's going to be somebody oh. like that because just say he comes back. Just say he comes back against against uh, you know a cowboy and gets his ass whooped. It's fucking done. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's done. So it's like because I'm I don't have a hundred percent confidence that he'll come back and look anything of what he used to look like. That's you know what, what I mean? Saying. So it's like I think you know they're. They're a smart team over there. They know what they're doing. Why yeah, not? Definitely a lot more business savvy than people give them credit for, you know. And, uh, yeah, I just feel like if he was to come back, he needs to come back against someone. Because he was supposed to fight Woodley before, you know, mm-hmm. back in Strike Force before he moved into the UFC. He was supposed to fight him for the Strike Force. And I remember uh, back in the day, they had rumors that either Nick or Nate was going to fight Woodley when Woodley was the champion. Mm-hmm. And then. Yeah, it's just like there's there's definitely a couple good fights. Like I just the McGregor fight would make sense, but I just feel like he wouldn't want to take that trilogy from Nate. You know what I mean? Well, right, if they're, Nate's they're... really moved on to Jorge, then why the fuck not? Yeah, and Nate, and Nate just wants to. You know, Nate's saying he's you know moved on from to you know this Jorge shit. You know, he's yeah. ready for the battle. I think Nick PMF. would. I think Nick would fuck McGregor up. Honestly, how are you gonna say that though? When you just got done saying how good McGregor was ten minutes ago, and you but now he, we're talking but, about how we don't know. But how if Nate you think would. about the styles though. You gotta think about stylistically. He he literally he said it in both fights. He's he said that uh, he's like, dude, why didn't you just take him down? You can you know you can tap him out. I mean, although that's not their style. If you watch Nick's fights, when he kind of wasn't getting that like on the uh, on the feet type of like it wasn't really going his way, he would just take people down and submit them. You know, so I feel like he could just if if it wasn't going his way. He they they always have that little like escape plan where they can just like all right, let me just take him down and tap him out. How. Awesome would it be? We see Nick versus McGregor. First round, first minute exchange. They're kind of trading back and forth. Minute five comes around. Nick single legs and takes him down, gets his back, chokes him out. Boom. Under two minutes, we just see him <laughs> out McGregor, bro. On some Crone Gracie type of just thing. Make just make him like... look like a fucking children's fucking jiu-jitsu class, bro. Just fucking... And he's also like so much more bigger than McGregor, too. That's the thing. It's like yeah. he's fought at 185. I mean, McGregor... His... In that cowboy fight, he was ripped. He was like mm-hmm. big, like he's he was a big boy. He, yeah, he definitely bulked up for Eating that one two steaks a day and shit. Oh my gosh, that's just, yeah. He's, and he's I big. and I think the uh, I think a Nick Diaz fight is way more enticing to McGregor. McGregor, yeah. You know what I mean? I mean yeah. It's like Nate's Nate's been a little kind of active. You know, he's been active. Nick hasn't been active, and he's like, this could generate a shit ton of fucking money. It's a high, uh, you know, it's a high percentage fight for me, so let's fucking run it. <laughs> now, what do you think makes more money, Nick McGregor or Nate McGregor 3? What do you think That's sells tough. more tickets? Nick, it, I, think Nate, I think just because on the, of the history factor, I'd say Nate McGregor 3. Yeah. Yeah. I'd say that. But I, I also think that Nate's hype is intertwined with Nick, too. That yeah. the storyline will be there. So, it... 
I I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it would do more than Nate McGregor, but I'd say it'd, it'd do pretty fucking well. They'd be definitely really close. But oh, I just feel like just based on like their history with each other, I just feel like Nate versus Connor would be the bigger fight because it's got the whole trilogy aspect to it. You know, tri- oh, yeah. like like they always say, trilogies are always going to be the bigger fights. You know, and it's also like yeah, I don't just don't think that Nick, unless he got the blessing from like I remember when there was talks of Nate fighting GSP. I guess like Nate was like, yeah, I mean, Nick gave me the gave me the go ahead, like, yeah, you know, if you if you want to take this fight, you can take this fight, you know, there's no problem with that. I just feel like they amongst each other, they just figure it out, you know what I mean? And I feel like they both really would like don't really care. So I feel like as long as one of them's cool with the other, then they can fight anybody. That's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Like, if Nate's fighting Masvidal, like, why the fuck not? You know, let him fucking let McGregor catch his older brother's fade too. You know, and yeah, that would. That yeah, that'd be cool. That I'd story, love to see that. that story would be fucking amazing. Oh my gosh, the dude, the press conference, the press uh, conference for that would be so funny. That's like that's what I'm saying, bro. Check this out. They announced, they turned around, they announced. I think it was you. One, I was on the phone with one of you two yesterday, and we were talking about it. I think it was you. Yeah. They announced McGregor, or excuse me, they announced Masvidal and Nate. Okay, January mm-hmm. 2021. I talked about, mate, what if they did the co-main with Nick coming back? They no, would not nah, do that. Nah, they're they're not they, do that. They they've talked in the past about how they hate, they would hate to fight on the same card. Yeah. The only one where I feel like they would have been cool was UFC 209, but other, yeah, than, that, other than that, they dropped the ball on that one. But, Nick, like, yeah. Nate, Nick kind of, like, stresses out when Nate's fighting. Yeah. He can't, yeah. he can't, like, you know, focus, like, it's like, he's like, oh, that's my little brother in there, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Yeah. But, Nick, but, like, back to what you're saying about the press conference, though, oh, it's God. because Nick Nick talks more than Nate. Fuck yeah. Nate, Nate, Nate's super, like, I describe Nate as, like, the cool guy. Like, he tries, you know, but Nick, Nick will fucking will say shit. some weird shit to you. Fuck you, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. Those, the, those old Strike Force press conferences, if you watch, er, and or, like, the promos leading up. Like, uh, I remember there's a super funny one of him and Ken Shamrock. Their little, like, one-minute little promo. And then uh, Ken Shamrock so- said something like, "Oh, his boxing sucks." He's like, "It's like, who do you train with?" Blah blah blah. And he's like, "Nick's." And it's like kind of like back and forth, you know, going. And then uh, Ken Shamrock's like, "Yeah." And then Nick slaps like a little girl. And then Nick's literally like, "How would he know that? I've, n- I've never slapped him, you know. How would he know I slaps like a girl?" Like, still like, he just says the most ridiculous stuff. And yeah, I feel like Hit McGregor would try to talk talk some shit to him, and he would just make. McGregor looks stupid, you know. Once like, fuck gets- you, Lucky Charms. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally, once Nick gets going, he just is hilarious. Their interviews are epic. The press conferences are hilarious. Yeah, no, that that shit would be... Yeah, if you want to hear him ramble, just go watch his interview with Ariel Hawani. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all those, like, uh, the GSP press conferences where he's talking about wolf tickets. He's talking about all this crazy stuff. Yeah, he... Yo, some the wolf tickets. Some the wolf tickets. <laughs> God. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you talking about? I have no idea what that means. I don't either. I to this day. I I, I think <laughs> I looked it up. I think wolf tickets just means like like you're like you're, you're, you're blowing smoke. You're blowing smoke type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess that's a term. I didn't know that. But I, not, I remember I, I, after I watched that press conference, I looked on like Urban Dictionary. I was like, what the hell are wolf tickets? I was like, what is that? <laughs> like, what the fuck is a wolf ticket? Is that a dog show? <laughs> yeah, they they wolves in this bitch now. They fighting with wolves. <laughs> we get wolves in the octagon. They got Rogan's fight. like, oh yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we got wolves. Yeah. So we're in Canada. We got wolves. <laughs> on, a, on a side note, though, that Diaz Brothers Joe Rogan podcast needs to happen, bro. Uh, that I don't needs to. We need a translator and subtitles, though. It would so. be. <laughs> I think it'd be a quick one, believe it or not. I don't think they'd have the stamina. 
mental might. stamina to like <laughs> not not that they're yeah, but I don't think they'd have the interest. They wouldn't be. As, I don't think they give a fuck. Uh, yeah, I don't think they'd be as engaged for so long. They would lose interest very quickly. I feel like yeah, there's two ways it could go. It'll either be a little hour and a half, you know, a normal Joe Rogan podcast, forty five minutes, or it could just be a six hour just. Most hilarious thing anyone's ever oh, watched. Them you get just motherfuckers just smoking like motherfuckers. Exactly. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. Joey coming too. in and yeah. out. And Dude, like, if they had if they had Joey Diaz in there, oh, oh my, my god. god, that would be like I would literally watch a twenty four hour. I would watch pay thing. for that one. I would, I would literally pay for that sit. One. I, yeah. he, <laughs> I'd, all I'd four of them one. just blazed out of their mind. Dude, do, could you imagine the topics that Mike Tyson comes I'd, in? Oh, bro, bro, yeah, yeah. That oh shit! Then yeah, so Wiz Khalifa comes over, fucking drops it. <laughs> I know. Post Malone. We just get the fucking the, the fucking Mount Rushmore of fucking stoners. Fucking, fucking Nate. <laughs> Nate was like backstage at a Post Malone concert, just kicking it with them. They're homies. Yeah. Yeah. Nate, dude. Nate. Nate had you know interjected himself into pop culture. It's crazy. Oh, yeah. No. Oh, yeah. Like he's hung out. He's hung out with everybody. Yeah, like, tri- Beaver. Like, I've seen him with he like Trippy Red. Beaver, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've seen, I've seen him with hella people like Trippy Red, and he also got a. Uh, he's also really cool with Drake. Yeah. And uh, that one Rap Radar interview like a while back when Drake had like a just out of nowhere just uh, before he, like he was trying to announce his album, get some hype going, and yeah, he was talking about uh, his rap beef with Pusha T, and he's like. Yeah, you know, I may not have won that one. And he, like, kind of correlated into, like, it's like, yeah. And he's like, one of my favorite UFC fighters, Nate Diaz. Mm-hmm. And, like, yeah, he gave the shout-out to Nate Diaz hella randomly. Like, made some How, metaphor that didn't make sense. But, yeah, he's definitely a big pop culture guy now. What, what was that quote about? How did he say it? I remember. I just don't remember off the top of my head. He said something like, you know, some of the great, like, even those people can be oh, great. About some, records? Yeah, he's like, sometimes, you know, you can't win them all. He's like... It's like something, something, you can't win them all. You know, I look at a guy like one of my favorite fighters, Nate Diaz, you know. He sometimes got the most polished record, but, you know, he's great and very entertaining to watch. You know, it kind of, like, correlated like that. Kind of gave him, like, the, kind of gave him the rub in a sense, you know. And it wasn't, like, a backhanded, like, you know, Nate Diaz loses too, you know. Yeah. It was kind of like, he was trying he's to, giving like, props. yeah, he's giving props Shot. to Nate Diaz. Okay. You know? it's yeah. just, it, it, it was kind of like saying, like, yeah, you could lose a couple, but it don't mean shit. Yeah. You know, it's it, it's a what have you done for me lately, and I think that's how that's how Nate's career. You know, that that's the way people look at it. You know what I mean? Yep. Right now. Yep. Yeah. I don't know, man. I'm fucking excited. We got a lot of fucking good shit coming up. We've had a lot of good shit to reflect on the past couple fights. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. UFC's definitely as a lot of sports are kind of just stagnant at the moment and even falling. Like, I've, who's watching baseball at the moment? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel like the UFC is definitely. I mean. You see it year after year. They're just they're trending, 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 and it's just becoming the just biggest kid. thing out. You know. I know so many people that since uh, you know quarantine have just been watching this shit every weekend because I don't know since quarantine's been going. It's like how many weekends have we actually had without a UFC card? Very like not few many. Far between. Yeah. Not many. And also they're putting together stacked cards too. I mean, yeah, there's the fight nights here and there that are kind of like, mm-hmm. like what the hell, you know, just kind of filler cards. But but they're putting multiple title fights. Yeah, they're putting on big title fights. They're putting together interesting matchups. I'm just like, yeah, there's a lot. And they're and the thing too is you used to have before they'd have like a big fight announced and then it'd be like four or five months like down the road. But now they're announcing all these big fights and you only got to wait like away. a month or two. Yeah, yep. it's like it's like, dude, this is sick. 
And I mean, they had the press conference with DC and Cormier recently, so I think they're going to start doing more press conferences too. Yeah, you got to start doing that. A co- yeah, that's. I feel like that's a big thing. You know, you mm-hmm. need the press conference. Adesanya Costa would be hilarious. It was a. Oh. It's like a whole vibe when you got like a big ass card go- going on, like like in the Nate one. I'll you know. Because they don't do it for all of them, but it's like they'll have like a big press conference, like a quarterly press conference for like the next big. Three yeah, months. but it's like when Con- when Connor and Nate were gonna fight, they did the press conference like the Friday or Thursday before, before the yeah, fight. They had like three and or four before the fight. Yeah, the, like the fight announcement press conference, the tickets announced press conference, and then like the fight week press conference. Mm-hmm. It's like you got three. And look at all like the clips that they've uh, that have came about because so of them. They're literally classic. Bold. They're, they're I think that they're key to promoting the fights. They need to have a press conference. Yeah, you know? they, but they have to have it with the right people though. You know, like yeah. that. The worst co- press conference was that Nate Diaz. You also got to have people that are asking competent questions. Like that Diaz Masvidal press conference was so hard to watch because it's oh just, the one with them by themselves on the yeah rooftop. Where, yeah where they're on that thing. It's just like it's all these freaking pencil neck dorks that are asking them, like barstool guys that probably know absolutely nothing. Like that guy that was like, yeah, you know how how can you be this BMF if you don't eat meat? It's like what kind of question is that? Yeah, you, know, you remember that guy? He's oh like, yeah, he's like he's like, like, he's, like, get, like he's like get out of here, whatever. Yeah, they did. Oh, he asked like three stupid ass questions, three or yeah, four stupid ass yeah. questions. Didn't they finally tell that guy to shut up or something like that? I think I think Dana did or some shit. I don't yeah. know. Was, was like, that the other? Was like, I, I think, think that was the. Pro- I, I don't think that was the. Rooftop I think it had like. like no, no, no. It was that because that's top was the one when Masvidal was in the fucking. Um, yeah, they've only had they only had one face. one press conference. Yeah, yeah, they only yeah, had one. They only press had conference. one. It was that oh, one, okay. and I remember it was like one of those awkward silence moments in the press conference, and then Nate was looking on his phone because I bet you he googled like. Man, who are some fucking badass vegans? And all of a sudden, he's like, "Oh, and by the way, the Terminator's a vegan motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger's vegan, so yeah, he definitely yeah. said that, and that dude shut up. Thankfully, That's and then funny. I remember, yeah, I was watching then, that with Dad in the in the fucking driveway. <laughs> yeah, and then he also, I remember uh, that guy previously before back to that idiot reporter guy from Barstool was asking, uh, "You got the two big, two of the biggest names in the sport at the time." He's asking. Dana White about Tom Brady and the Patriots. Like, what are you doing, oh, dude? Yeah. Like, oh, you know, you know what? It, I think that I think they because all the Barstool guys, they're all Boston guys. Yeah. So yeah. that so that's probably why. New York too, so yeah. So it's like I think that's why. But it, uh, do you know was, was was it the kid with the glasses that does the interviews with uh, Dana White? No, it wasn't videos. Him. It was some, it was What's that guy. kid's name? I like that Robbie guy. That Robbie. Robbie. Dude, that He's Robbie cool. dude is dope. I watched. Uh, have you seen that video where he meets Conor McGregor? No. I have to show you after this. It's hella cool. Like it's right when he's going to court and stuff, and then he has signs right uh, standing outside the courthouse. He's oh, like, I've he's seen like, that. He's like, he's like, tell the judge you'll do fucking nothing. Like he's saying, like he's just saying <laughs> a bunch of crazy outside. stuff, and he's like, he, and then he's like getting interviewed by the news, and he's staying in character. He's like. It's like the uh, the bus incident that was doctor doctored footage, you know. That wasn't really McGregor that threw that dog. He's like, he's like, he's, he's like New York, New York PD. You'll do fucking nothing. Like he's just saying, talking. He's so funny. He's like, like so like like the biggest McGregor stand, bro. Yeah. Like, and he's cool with Dana yeah. too. He's he uh, he recently dropped like a uh, tour videos of like the UFC Apex with Dana. Yeah, Dana likes him. He's yeah, yeah. Cool. He t- he's he's shown him the Apex, his office, all yeah. that shit. No, yeah, it's fucking. I like that guy. There's some other. There's some other dweeb. Yeah, that, no, because and I think that kid has his own podcast or some shit. Yeah, probably. I'm pretty sure all the fighters are cool with him too. That's what's like, he's just one of those guys. Like, there's like a couple guys I like uh, him and the schmo, obviously. Like, Fuck the schmo, nah, bro. The, the schmo is the schmo. The schmo. The schmo was at Bisping's house the other day. Yeah, the schmo. The schmo is getting up there. I remember. I remember. I started messing with him. He only had like two thousand subscribers. But now, now, yeah, I remember. I watched him real early. 
What does he have uh, now? I killed him a couple, nah, maybe like a hundred thousand at least, you know, because okay. he's one. He's like since now that Rookie Hawani's more <laughs> corporate, that Hawani's more corporate. I feel like he's kind of taken the spotlight of that whole like independent interviewer type of guy that interviews all the fighters, you know. Uh-huh. So. Yeah, uh, Ariel was that. Ariel was that guy for a long time. Yeah, you look at all those like it was like a Ariel weird AOL dot com like all yeah. Those where he's fighting like it's like the short interview format. Now he's more on like the podcast format, you know. Where yeah, longer interviews, but yeah, those little like golden little ten minute interviews. That's kind of like the show now. Like when he was interviewing like Nate, and then uh, who the fuck walked by him. Oh my he's god! Like, we, I, I don't like I that guy. Joe yeah, he's like I don't like that guy. I don't like that guy. <laughs> He's a traitor, you know. He, he, used to, he, he used to be on Hensel Gracie's team, but you know he he's a traitor. He, he, I don't like that guy. He's messing around too much. <laughs> so God, yeah, that's fucking. That's fucking neat. Oh shit, it's fucking hot, boys. I know. We're at an hour and a half. I think we're uh, we put up some fucking good material today. I oh, think. Yeah. Uh, I know it's been a while since we've done this, so I know. I think we're gonna to get, get back out. in the groove. Yeah, I definitely I'm down I'm with it. Gotta get Logan a third. Yeah, microphone. Logan, gotta get a mic. If you guys hear the the fading in and out, the swivel, <laughs> Mark, <laughs> fucking stellar job. Yeah, hey, yeah, I'm like, hey, I feel like young Jamie over here, you know, with the, <laughs> yeah. with the fucking button. Uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys for asking me to come on and hey, uh, talk yeah. a little bit. You know, I definitely like to talk MMA. You know, since I'm. I don't really have a lot of uh, homies that are knowledgeable in the sense, you know, so it's nice to talk to people who aren't just casual fans, you know, because I have people, they like know I box or whatever, and they'll like try to talk to me about it. And after about one or two minutes of conversation, I can kind of you tell can them, know, yeah, yeah you, you know. just know when someone doesn't know what they're talking about. They try to say some like something just like ridiculous. So you wear gloves when you box? Yeah, so, like, <laughs> so, so like when you box, like is that like UFC or? And I'm just like oh, okay, and then they start talking like yeah, you know, like. That McGregor guy, you know, UFC wouldn't be anywhere without that guy. I'm just like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it's definitely nice. I appreciate you guys having me on and stuff. Hey, no, no worries. I know it was just uh, when we did our fantasy draft, you know, I always knew that you were into MMA and everything, but I never met you. Yeah. Fucking talked to you for five, ten minutes about fighting. I'm like, okay, dude. Hey, come do the pod, dude. Yeah, 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 everything hell yeah man i'm proud of you dude keep up the good work dude seriously killing killing it training everything call you white mike tyson (laughs) 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 Uh, all right well logan where can they find you on the social media uh at logan woolsey l-o-g-a-n-w-o-o-l-s-e-y on instagram this fucking guy over here and also on twitter same thing first and last name but with an underscore in between and uh, uh, if they want to catch the catch hands in uh, UFC four on Xbox, drop oh yeah, shit too. Uh, Sniper Gang DBL, hit me up. Uh, I hand out L's. You know, we can play for Cash App. We can play for Apple Pay. Don't matter. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm raw UFC four Madden twenty one. Come catch the fade on the sticks. Oh, hey, shit. let's go, Mark. Where can everyone find you? Hey, the real Mark Beto on all platforms for sure. So. And PS four. I know you're on PS four as well. PS four okay, as well. Okay, if you yeah. want Madden, Warzone, Apex, I do it all. Mm. So all right, let's yeah. get it. Y'all can find me at Nerd Grounds on Twitter. And if, you know, I don't think I've ever given my Xbox, but uh, it's a... Yeah, we got to start doing that. Yeah, fuck yeah, it. Fuck Why not? Ball up on some people, you know? Got All right, like $20 well, cash app, you know? You know you don't, on heard side. you talking shit on the pod. Don't, yeah, don't yeah, judge me, yeah. but my, my Xbox gamer tag is pimpjuice209, two Ps, three Es, and the pimp juice. Um, <laughs> but you know how we do it, bro. I, you know? Let's go, baby. <laughs> you know, Apex, uh, no UFC yet, but Madden and Apex right now, you can catch these fucking hands, bro. Catch the sticks. Uh, thank you guys all for listening. I had a fucking great time. It's positive.
Yeah, we, we in the sauna. It was cool. It was Sacrifices. Cool. It's 109 today. Yeah, California heat wave, baby. No. All right, guys. Well, uh, you all have a good one, and we'll catch you next time. Later. Peace.